Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here, author, musician, guitar teacher, businessman, project entrepreneur, NLP practitioner, hypnotist, and dad, the toughest and best job of them all. Here with the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show that's all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business while staying comparatively sane and having more fun in the process. Now, in today's show, I really want to share my process of how to write anything. You see, I've written a couple of books, one on time management called Elephant Sandwiches, which is on Amazon, and one outlining how daft ideas and silliness sculpt the majority of the guitarists. Again, it's on Amazon. It's called Nine Weird Things Guitarists Do. And that's all the stuff I wish I'd worked out much sooner than I did. The books have been great marketing tools for me, and they're great marketing tools for any tutor. It automatically signals expertise and authority, and of course, it helps with commanding premium pricing and getting yourself booked solid. So as I'm now starting on my third book, I thought I'd share my template for writing a book or a blog post or a podcast, a script or a plan for a lesson, and see how you get on because I'm having to revisit it myself to recover my momentum. So the very first thing of all is make the time. Suggest a minimum of three slots a week. I would prefer five and I'd like them to be on fixed days and times so that anybody knows that if it's 8am on a Tuesday I'm writing. If it's 8am on a Thursday, I'm writing. And they know not to call me because the phone's on mute. The house phone is on mute. And I always write in the same place in the house. I have two offices. I have my business office where the teaching company and the property businesses operate out of. And then there's my little writing office, my little nook. Nothing takes that spot. That's where I work best. And initially, it's a matter of disciplining yourself to show up and do the work. For a first couple of weeks, it's hard because you are imposing a discipline on yourself. But within a very short space of time, it will just become a habit. As you start to know, 8am on Tuesday, I'm writing. It will become a habit and it will be enjoyable. Absolutely promise. So the second thing we want to have in mind is the topic and the title. Don't just blunder off writing any old rubbish without a clue of what it's going to be at the end. Think about what you're most eager to share. Now, as a passionate entrepreneur and teacher, I want to share how I do time management. So I wrote that book and I want to share what I'd learned about the mind game of playing guitar. And that went into the other book. And it's loaded up with my emotion, my passion for the subjects, because I've become pretty expert in both those fields over the years. 
And the aim for me was to help other people get past themselves and to solve the problems that I used to have. So that was what I wanted to share. Hence, the weird things I did became the nine weird things guitarists do. Because we all do them. And the elephant sandwiches. Well, how do you eat an elephant? One little slice at a time. Make sandwiches out of it with mayo and some nice salad. A couple of jalapenos if you like. Third thing is to define your audience. Create yourself an avatar. An avatar is a sort of personification of a typical or desired reader. So think about the age range. You'll write very different if you're writing for little kids than if you're writing for teenagers or for grown-ups. It'll be different language, different metaphors, different everything. Think about the sex of the person you're writing for, male or female. If you're writing for blokes, use blokey themes, blokey metaphors. If you're writing for girls, write girly stuff, not rocket science. You also want to think about their income or their position. What do they do? Are they professionals? Are they factory workers? Are they students? Where are they? How much uh, world experience do they have and their position in the world? Then think about their goals. What do they want out of it? If I'm writing for someone who just wants to have a bit of fun knocking around on the guitar, it will be different to someone who wants to achieve mastery of all the theoretical sides of music. So their goals are very, very important. I also think about the educational level. How small or how extended is their vocabulary? What will they understand conceptually? I think about their relationships with their family, their relationship even with the instrument and with their deep self. What are their other interests? You know, what 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 do they get out of bed thinking about apart from guitar, apart from being more effective in business? And the question I love, which I got from a guy called Brian Tracy, is where do they hurt? What is it that's most stopping them from getting what they want? Where does it hurt? I often use these questions with guitar players who show up for lessons for an introductory free session, where I'll try and figure out some very quick fixes so if they never ever see me again, they walk away transformed. Where does it hurt? Then step four is outline the book. I like odd numbers of chapters, 7, 11, 13, through 21, whatever. It seems to work better for me mentally. It seems to be a bit more catchy. I always try to write in a very compact style. I believe that it's about the quality of what you write and the clarity of it rather than the quantity. You don't necessarily need expanded ex explanations if you can make it simple enough that a seven-year-old can understand it. The average 50-year-old can probably go with that too. As part of the outlining process, I'll try and figure out the chapter titles and in what order they will run. Now, for me, that means that I'll, at the top of a page of paper, because I do everything on paper, I'll outline the chapter titles. I'll put the chapter title at the start of a page and then I'll go to straight to step five 
mentally dump all of the points I can think of for that chapter title. And under each of those ideas, they'll also bullet point any subsidiary ideas that go with it. The idea is just to empty my brain, to vomit everything I can think of out on the paper. I can pick the bones out of it later. First, I've got to throw up on the page with everything I can, dump my brain completely on the paper. And seriously, guys, do this on paper. Don't do it on your PC. Generally speaking, the PC is too slow. If you want to write a book on your phone, good luck with that. I can't. I write on the PC, but I outline and do all the planning on paper. And then finally, step six is to get your ass on the chair and write the bloody book. Write it badly at first. Ernest Hemingway used to say that his key to excellent writing was to write, quotes, shitty first drafts, close quotes. Simple. My university folders are full of SFD1, SFD2, SFD3 for all of the works I submitted for assessment. It's really simple. You throw up on the page, make a mess, then start to tidy. And where you dump the biggest pile of manure, that's where the best roses grow. Because the junk, the manure, the steaming pile of odeur that you throw up on the page is marking the spot where the good stuff needs to go instead. There's no such thing as bad writing. But what I believe very strongly in is rewriting, rewriting, rewriting. Nothing you can write is so bad that it can't be fixed by a rewrite. So shitty first draft one, two, three, four, and so on. Until finally, perhaps after four or five passes through the machinery of your mind and through the editing and rewriting process, you've got something you can be proud of then get it out there. It's not that hard. Follow the steps and you'll find it simple. All you have to do is sit your bum on the chair and write. So crack on, write your book, establish your authority position and up your prices in the process. Up your rates for tuition and start to attract more and more of the right kind of people that you want to teach into your tutoring business. Get on with it. Let me know what caught your ear today and how you get on. Because as always, I'd love to hear from you. I'm here to learn from you guys too. And your questions often ask me to think differently. Send your queries, your questions, your suggestions into info at neilcamido.com. And remember to subscribe to the Tudor podcast and get all the updates and daily tips to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Also, you can find me on Twitter where I post most days, where I'm, of course, at Tutor Podcasts. So I'll see you next time. Get right in and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.